welcome to my show where we talk about love, where we allow ourselves joy and compassion, where we are open to our authenticity, where speaking our truth is our birthright and we claim our abundance, our prosperity. Welcome here to this space where I share my love for healing, my love for connecting with women on a soul level, because I believe that we all have a purpose on this planet, and I am here to help you awaken that aspect of yourself. I am here to help you claim your inner power of safety and trust and creativity and confidence and love and healing and speaking your truth and intuition and connecting with those around you. Here and now is this space that I have created to join women together. I love you and I'm so grateful for you. May we lead with love and light, joy and compassion, my beautiful soul sisters. Hello, my beautiful soul sisters, and welcome to a brand new episode. I am here having one of those days where it's almost like the mind keeps like zooming and crushing my brain, and then I almost get paralyzed and I get stopped in my tracks. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever had those days where the mind just runs rampant and it seems like a waste. It's almost like this pause of unknowing. It's very interesting. And I think partially is because I am puppy sitting about, I'm trying to think if it was actually on my nephew Stratton's birthday on April 20th. We bred our golden doodle Jasper with the lovely Simone, who is a golden doodle as well. And they have puppies, three-week-old double doodle puppies that are so freaking cute and adorable. And while my girlfriend is out of town with her family, I am puppy-sitting these five little babies. And it's been such this blessing and gift. And I've known for a while that I was going to do it. And I'm so grateful to be here and experience this, especially for my kids and my nephews and my nieces. Because I mean, how many times are you going to get to puppy sit and watch puppies develop and nurse their mommies and grow as puppies? Like, For me, it's a very rarity, so I'm just showing up, and even though my brain is kind of like feeling discombobulated, and I keep knowing that I have things that I do, but I'm also helping take care of these puppies and keep my friend's house clean and my kids and my nephews and nieces in the meantime, and here I am, I'm showing up in my friend's bathroom because every room that it seemed that I would be in, I could hear the kids or the washer. So here I am. I hope the echo is not so vast. And it's just life. This is those times where we can just freeze and allow like the paralysis of the unknown to unfurl. Is that a word? Unfur? I don't, it's fine. It is what it is. Or we can just show up and knowing that we don't have to always 
be constantly doing. And I know this is something that I have been working on is that it's okay to just pause and be because we were created to be human beings, not these freaking human doings that were so ingrained that we're supposed to be always be doing. And, you know, it's like these times where we just allow life to unfold is when inspiration and creativity can unfold. It's like in the non-doing because think of all of those moments where our brains are so overactive and just overstimulated and we just don't have space for creativity. We don't have space for our own thoughts, right? It's these moments of the not doing. I was trying to think of one of my spiritual mentors, or maybe it's a Buddha quote. It's like in the not doing in the undoing, not undoing, but in the non-doing is where everything gets done. And I think it might be Lao Tzu, this ancient Chinese philosopher who wrote this beautiful book called the Tao Te Ching, which is these like really deep spiritual insightful verses. And there's 81 of them. That book, so freaking profound. And I'm trying to think of how many years ago, several, like seven years ago, I found one of my other mentors who has passed, but his spirit is very bright is Wayne Dyer. And he wrote, change your thoughts, change your mind. And it's like a modern spin on Lao Tzu's The Tao Te Ching. And Wayne Dyer legitimately gave up all of his material possessions and his like thousands of books because he was such a profound writer and wrote something crazy. Like I can't even, I don't even remember like 30 or 40 books. And he went and lived, I don't know exactly where, but in a very secluded space where he took the ta- the Tao, it's spelled T-A-O in our American eyes. We would say da- Tao, but it's Tao Di Ching. And I think it's T-A-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-G. And he would read and meditate and just be with each of the verses for, I think he said four days. And then he wrote these kind of like entries of translation and what it means for modern day life. And I remember like feeling so connected and peaceful with that space. And I feel like for me, reading is such a great way when I am feeling so overconsumed by thoughts or my emotions or the emotions. I'm doing this practice where I'm not identifying myself as these emotions because none of us are anger. None of us are anxiety or are overwhelmed, even though we claim it with our sacred I am's. We say, I am this anger. I am this overwhelm. And then it becomes us and it intensifies and it intensifies. Yet when we can become the noticer and become aware of that, that we are just experiencing the overwhelm, experiencing the anxiety, experiencing all of the things. Those are the moments of allowing and accepting as these emotional waves that are like energetic kind of like patterns coming at us, just these like energy bodies coming. And when we can just be open and allow, we can let them come in. We can experience them as our human body needs to experience them without latching on. 
and where a lot of us go awry is we identify so deeply and we ingrain the anxiety and the overwhelm and we affirm it to ourselves, to other people, to our kids. And I know I've done it. I've done, I've done it recently. And those are the moments where I just can notice it and I can realign. And that, my beautiful sisters, is our awakening. This is our awakening. We don't have to be these like enlightened yogis, Buddhist like masters sitting on top of a rock meditating all day because hello, this is real life. That's not realistic. But what we can do is be these freaking humans who are showing up. We're showing up. And to me, that means giving ourselves freaking permission to be human, to allow the humanness. So to allow that anxiety or my day like today where I have gotten all the physical things done in the house and taking care of the puppies and making sure they're nursed and the mommy is fed and the Oliver is this really cute. She, he is a boy that is my girlfriend's, I think he's a cocker spaniel. He looks like he might have a hint of chihuahua. He has really chihuahua eyes. And apparently I found out from my friend that he has been rehomed four times and he's such a little love bug. And I've been taking care of these puppies and I actually left my puppies at home with my husband who, if you've been listening, my husband and I are doing a really good job at communicating because if you knew all of the shit we've been going through, we are actually working on things and we're actually working on them and it's feeling really good even though I'm not near him. We're actually calling each other and talking to each other, which sounds so silly and so simple. But honestly, for us, usually when I'm down at my sister's, I do not call him because I just feel like he's doing his thing. I'm doing mine. So we've been making it a point to stay connected, to keep connected. And it's, it's a process and it's a practice. It's not a perfect and it's a showing up and actually trying I've been actually going for these lovely walks with my sister because luckily she has backdoor neighbors with the woman that I'm puppy sitting for. And we've been going for these lovely hour walks in the morning while my daughter and all the cute kids are in hog heaven puppy sitting and like thinking they're on vacation because we're staying in my friend's house. (laughs) And we were going for this walk and talking about our husbands and all of the things that drive us crazy about our husbands and our relationships and all of the turmoil and the resistance because she is like me and has been in a relationship for like 20, I think she's even been longer in like 20 something years. And I've had this thought a lot, which is so funny because we were just talking with our beautiful house cleaner, who's this amazing spirit that we've both just connected with. And she said, I was just talking to her about that. And I was like, that's so funny. And what it was is I was saying like our husbands, like think of them almost like our children when our children are being so annoying or going through something and having so much anger or whatever they're experiencing, we're not going to just toss them aside and divorce them and say, I'm not going to deal with this. And obviously if you're in a relationship where it's physically, mentally, or emotionally abusive, that's not okay. And that has to be fixed or worked on or like, especially physical and mental, spiritual, emotional abuse, like that is not healthy. And I know my husband and I have often unstruggled with 
emotionally trying to hurt each other. And the thing is, is now is we are noticing it and we have both identified it, right? This is part of our awakening is becoming conscious in these moments, conscious and present that we are doing these things and that it has not served us and it's been really toxic. And yes, that is our past patterns. And that doesn't identify who we are today, that we can learn so freaking much from our past and the way we've acted previously and that we can choose again. And even if in those moments when we find ourselves doing those same negative gross patterns, freaking notice it, my sisters, and choose again, because it's one thing to notice and then keep doing the same things. Like this is something I'm always working on my kids is like, we all make mistakes and it's part of human nature. And it's part of our karma is to make mistakes and no one's perfect. But the thing is, is if we're making the same mistakes over and over and over, like we're creating that same karmic loop and we can think of karma as this circle and the karma keeps coming back to us. This energetic karma that comes back to us, especially with people like our children and our spouses, where the same energy will keep coming in different ways. But if you know what I'm talking about, which if you're still here listening or you are supporting me, I feel like you are on this journey of self-discovery and noticing that it is an energetic thing. It's not as much that isn't something that it is as much in this physical realm. And when it comes to our karma with certain people, especially those closest to us, a lot of us get so trapped up in how we're always choosing to react. Like we're always like jumping to react. And when we are constantly reacting, that karma is just growing. It's like recircling, relooping around and around. And in experiences when we can notice, right, this ebb and flow, this rise of energy between the two of us, it's up to us to shift that energy or to continue on that same karmic loop. And when we can break the way or shift the way that we're doing things, we're responding, which can be a great challenge. And I've learned a lot from Bob Proctor, who actually just recently passed away and is this incredible America's prosperity coach and one of my huge manifesting mentors. And he really opened my eyes in his paradigm shifting book about responding and reacting and noticing those moments when we are, most of us are just freaking reacting. Reacting is our quick snap, ego filled way. And then responding is when we can actually just pause for a moment and take a more conscious level look at things. And I, it is amazing how much it shifts and changes. And then when we can actually start responding from a grounded perspective, we can start shifting our karma with those closest to us. And when we shift these karmic loops, they actually open up and they start spiraling and we're creating new energy. We're creating new ways with our partners and our kids because just notice it. I was even noticing with myself that I sometimes have this weird innate thing with my daughter and she has been getting so defensive and 
reacting in this way. And anything I say to her, she is like the ultimate victim of the victim. Like I am being the world's meanest mom, even if I'm just saying it from like a kind heart centered space, like Junie, I saw that you cooked in the kitchen and you have made a monstrosity of a monstrous mess. I need you to clean it up. And she has just been so ah, quick and snappy. And I know it's her teenager, preteen, tween, is it tween hormones? Ah, it's been such a fucking challenge with her. I am just like, and she's so kind and amazing with these puppies. Like she is a puppy mama and it is like her fantasy to be here with these puppies and in my friend's house, which is oddly the exact same model of my sister's house, just with my, my friend, the, um, the puppy's mama's owner with her beautiful, like, I don't know if the word eccentric, but eclectic decorations and bright, colorful, painted, splashy walls and just cozy. And it's such an organized, simple home, but also so beautiful and comforting at the same time. But it's funny because it's my sister's same model. And I keep like waking up at night thinking, oh my gosh, where am I? What's happening? Wah! I'm here. And I'm on, I think we're on night three. We're on night three. And we have, I think, eight more, nine more nights to go. I can't, I'm like, my, my, my mind won't compute. Last night, the mama, her name is Simone. She's this beautiful, like black golden doodle. And she's kind of like a mid-size and she has these white patches and she kept crying because she wanted to come out even though it was bedtime of her pen with her babies and I had to like tell her like it's okay stay here you're fine and then I went upstairs and then the other little cocker spaniel Oliver was acting like a loony bin half of the night and kept waking me up and it was just a lot of things that I felt a little, a little sleep deprived. It's so interesting because I used to be so sleep deprived all of the time when I had little kids. I did not sleep through the night for like eight years, eight years, not a year, eight, E-I-G-H-T, eight years with babies and waking up and nursing and nightmares and peeing and growing pains. And, and now it's like really rare that my kids wake me up, like so rare, only if extreme growing pains or extreme nightmares or just emotional whatever. And when you get woken up in your REM cycle, that's a REM, that's like our deepest sleep state where you are just out. That's like that deepest, deepest state, almost like that meditative state. I think it's theta, that's theta and this is the REM cycle. So it's a little bit different, but when you get woken up like four times in the night, it is crazy. And I'm giving myself so much compassion because I used to never get a full night's sleep. And then now I'm almost taking it for granted because it's been, I feel like since Jack has been solidly like five, I've been sleeping through the nights for like five, six, seven, eight, like three solid years, which has been amazing. And I almost like look back and think back to those sleepless nights. And it was so hard but I just allowed myself to show up for it because that's where I was. And that's what life needed from me. That's what my babies needed from me. And I would wake up eight times a night if my babies needed me to. Like actually, Milo did get the tummy bug a few months ago. And I have never had a kiddo, I guess maybe many, many moons ago, 
have the tummy bug that violently and Milo's just so big now. He's probably like five foot six and weighs like a hundred pounds. And he is so independent and just kind of like sassy and all the things. And he was just like a sad, sick little baby boy for days upon days. And I mean, he didn't even get the tummy bug until about 11 o'clock at night, 11 p.m., And I had to wake up with him and just lay with him while he cried and moaned and vomited and went to the bathroom. And it's like, wow, pause, pause and notice your life and notice the things the universe has been giving us that we might not have been even realizing. Like in this moment, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I have been able to sleep through the nights. And then then like last night I had this sleepless night and it's like, it's okay because right this too shall pass is so true that nothing truly lasts forever. And we just have to give ourselves compassion for these days like today when I'm feeling like all of the things. And I even, my sister was telling me how she's been off and on struggling. And I always feel like we struggle with the same things in different ways. Like her brain is just so overloaded that she's just like stopped and not able to do anything. Cause it's just like, and then Those are the days where just getting the basic stuff done is enough. Like just eating, feeding the kids, whatever, making your bed, getting the laundry done. Those are the days that that's okay for the stay at home mamas. And for the business mamas, the entrepreneurs, like still plugging in and doing your business stuff, like still showing up. I know I've off and on been halting Awaken You Malas because I was like crushing it and doing amazing. And then the universe kind of slowed my roll. And now I'm feeling that wave of inspiration back again for creating these beautiful energetic malas to help heal on deeper levels. And I made my first mala that I had, I think in like three weeks, because I just kind of paused and right, know that creativity, it can be fleeting (laughs) and inspiration too. It's like when those moments arrive where we are feeling truly inspired and creative, stop what you're doing and do and create because they're not always here. And when they're not here, like we can still do things like I'm still showing up. I'm still podcasting. I'm still creating for Awaken You Healing Center with Shelly on YouTube, still doing the things. I'm still journaling in my journal. And I had three days where I didn't journal what I was grateful for. And instead of beating myself up and being rude, do you know what I did? is I put my hand on my heart. And every time I would notice those mean inner bully, inner tyrant thoughts, inner critic chiming in, I just say what I'm grateful for. I look around, I see it, and I feel what I am grateful for. I see it, I feel it, I experience it. And just knowing, right, that we are all just people and we have to just freaking show up where we are, where we are today and where we are on our path. And even I was noticing all of those thoughts this morning and my big kids were over at my sister's house and I'm here with the puppies and I was here with just Jack and I barely get time with just one kid. And I just sometimes don't even notice how adorable and how amazing and how big and smart he is. And I just was sitting here in awe, just being so freaking grateful that I'm Jack's mom and that I get to see him grow up. And he's already eight. He's eight. He's my baby. He knows he's my baby. I've even told him, I will always call you my baby. No matter how old you get, you will always be my baby. And then Milo likes to rub it in that 
the littlest, the youngest always gets what they want. And it's kind of true to an extent, but that's just, it's one of those things. And it's like these small moments that are fleeting that we don't even give ourselves acknowledgement or credit for. And we, again, just have to freaking keep showing up. And I am so grateful for one of my beautiful soul sisters, Jess, who has been this like incredible grounding, connecting soul sister that I've only known for, we're going on almost three years now, but we just have this like instant connection. And if you listen to last week's episode, she did this awesome quantum healing, which is like this energetic Akashic records healing whole beautiful thing and not a ceremony, but, uh, I don't even know what you called it. Just like an appointment with me. And I feel like I have been allowing and letting go. And I finished my 14 days of my health reset, detoxifying from Huru's, which it's actually spelled H-E-R-U-S, Huru's Holistic Healing.com. Where, and I'm still taking the supplements for six times a day. I take different supplements to like purify and revitalize blood, cells, parasiting, parasiting, a parasite eliminator. Um, a lot, it's like a liver detox, brain revitalizer. I think I got all six, that might be. And it was hard, <laughs> it was fruit and vegetables, very specific ones, juiced and eaten and mostly juiced, uh, fruit, which is very strange to me at first. The concept was so strange, but the reason I did this was to reset my health, to reset my thyroid because my thyroid has off and on been imbalanced. And many, many years ago, I took hypothyroid medication and I took it for seven years. And then my sister was taking it as well. And she found this article all about a side effect of this hypothyroid, whatever, I don't even know which one it was, that it causes lung cancer. And I took it for seven years and I read that. And I, I know that people, you're not supposed to do this, but I was like, I am not taking this anymore. And I stopped. And then I started eating healthy and researching supplements and yoga poses that I could do, but I could just tell that I still had some sort of imbalance. And then I started taking a thyroid supplement, but all homeopathy, no more. I just don't want to put pharmaceuticals in my freaking sacred vessel. This is my vessel and only things from the earth. Thank you. And this reset though, I know like it was very hard and it was like day four and then I think day seven. And then I think I was at day 10 and I was so hungry And I remember hearing my sister was saying how sometimes that we can do things that can actually damage our body worse if we're stressing out. And I also learned that from this beautiful woman named Kari, who I met at this women's retreat. And she is a Chinese herbal medicinist and a holistic healthcare practitioner. And she was telling us like, be just leery, like listening to your body. So day it might have even been nine. I was so hungry and my body was like craving cashews. So I was like, Shelly, it's fine. You eat your cashews, which just sounds so funny. It was like, don't eat cashews, but I ate cashews and then I ate cashews. And then day 12 was this last Saturday. No, it was day 13. And we went to the farmer. I went to the farmer's market with my brother-in-law because I was down here in the Valley puppy sitting 
and there's this amazing, authentic Mexican booth that they make. And I'm sure that it has all of the bad oils, but I am a sucker for amazing tortilla chips and like corn tortilla chips and salsa. And they make homemade salsa and the salsa has really good ingredients, but the chips don't have any ingredients. And I just was like, looked at the chips and I wanted the chips. So guess what? I got the fucking chips and I ate the shit out of those chips. And it was so crazy because after 13 days, 13 days of just fruits and vegetables and cleansing. And I'm about to get my period. My body was like craving in these like crazy ways of just like, like, just like, you know, that like natural feeling of feeling like so hungry and like you want something so primarily bad that you will do whatever it takes to get that thing. I was like that. And then I opened the freaking chips and I got two kinds of salsa. I got this amazing like cilantro and guac um, and salt. It only needed some lime juice, but I didn't have any. If I had lime juice, it would have been perfect. I freaking love those. I love flavors of Mexican food. I would probably eat Mexican food for every meal. And it might be because maybe um, I was Mexican in one of my past lives. And I really resonate with Mexican food and Mexican culture and how they eat and feed a family and are just their big gatherings. I love that. And then the other salsa was this amazing, like it was like a hot salsa with mangoes and cilantro and onion chunks. And I was just like, when I first ate that, like first grain of 12 days, my body was, I felt so grateful. Like I feel like this cleanse, if anything, it allowed me to be so grateful for the food that I eat because I know that me, I take food for granted and I'll just eat, you know? Even cashews, like I love nuts, but just like eat them kind of mindlessly when I don't even need them and I'm not even really hungry. I see them and it's funny. Maybe you could be aware of this yourself. This is like your awakening to food is like noticing how many times we mindlessly are eating. It's like unintentional. Just you see it, you eat it. How many times do you allow yourself even before you eat? Like there's been many times, even on this cleanse where I just was so hungry. I didn't even really acknowledge my food. But then I take a moment to give gratitude and connect with the energy of the food and say, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this nutrients that my body is going to be absorbing because it is coming in my body. And it's like, especially when you're only eating things from the earth and we're used to like as humans, like I am on a gluten-free diet, but I will eat gluten-free bad bread, bed, not a gluten-free bed. No gluten-free bread or pizza. I eat that. I eat that stuff Mm -hmm. and it's delicious and I, I like it. And as I started introducing like those chips, it was just like this, ah, amazing. Oh my gosh. They were the best. And I actually just ran out yesterday. So I ate them like one, two, three, four days in a row with the most amazing salsa. And I'm still thinking about it. My body, I feel like was just like ready. And I feel like my gut health is so healed and balanced. I'm feeling so good. And I'm not just like destroying and eating a bunch of shit, but I am allowing myself to eat. And I ate today two pieces of sourdough bread and I don't even eat wheat. I just like don't because I don't feel like wheat resonates, but there is something with sourdough and how it processes and digests in our belly. Well, I ate two pieces of delicious toasted non-GMO sourdough bread 
with like avocado toast. You take an avocado and you open it and then you smash it up. And I put salt and pepper and like, you can tell where my mind is, is on food. I've been just like, oh my gosh, if today, if all I do is absorb calories, I feel fine with that because I think my body was so like depleted. And there were a few days on this cleanse where I did feel so hungry, but I kept eating fruit, but there is only so much fruit you can eat before your teeth feel so sugary. And, but I also have like this huge amount of gratitude towards fruit and how delicious it is to juice a freaking pineapple. Have you ever juiced a pineapple? It is so good. Oh my gosh. So good. Mango is delicious, but it like sucks. So don't juice the mango. There's certain things, fruits that juice amazing. Like watermelon juice is incredible and gives you mass copious quantities, but like oranges kind of takes forever. And then I was noticing when I was peeling the oranges, like my the rind from the peel was getting shoved under my fingernail. And then I was getting like citrus burn on my skin. <laughs> it was very funny, all of these things. And then I felt like I was constantly feeling sticky all of the time because this cleanse, it's called the mind, body, and soul restorator. And it was like a lot of things that I'm so grateful that I did. And the stickiness has dissipated and I've kind of slowly been transitioning to smoothies, which are so good. And it's so funny. I haven't really made smoothies in that long because they freeze my throat. They're very cold. (laughs) And yeah, it is. It's one of those things to like, again, bringing awareness to where we are. And again, maybe I'm here like pausing because my body does need to take this time to like rest, reset. And it was like the day, the last day of my like food cleanse when I was like staying really strict on the protocol. And right now I am still taking the supplements and just I'm eating food as it feels good. Because again, like it's so important to listen to our body and our cues. And actually yesterday for the first time, I had one of those so delicious, delicious, like cashew ice cream dipped in chocolate that had sugar in it. And I haven't had, is it sucrose? Yeah. Sucrose sugar um, sugar from fruit is fructose. Sucrose is like sugar from like cane sugar or, or whatnot like that. And my body, I ate it. And then I was like immediately craving it. I immediately had like this craving to eat more sugar. And if there was chocolate in this house, I would have snarfed an entire chocolate bar, but I couldn't find one. <laughs> I was like thinking to my friend, I was like psychically sending her, where do you hide your chocolate? Because I know I have to hide my chocolate from my friends, my, my kids. I mean, and you will know this if you are a mom, like you hide your sacred delicious treats. And then I ended up, um, eating a peach at like almost eight o'clock at night. And that was fine because this has been so strict on like, can't eat past five. Da, 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 da. I just never do well with the can'ts and limitations. And I just am such a, I've always been this like free spirit that I like to do what I like to do. And I think that is so important with our bodies, especially to listen to your body. But we obviously have to be careful because I am a testament of sugar, cutting sugar out for it was 14, 15, 16 days. And then I get a little bit of it in my body. It's like a drug. It's like, yes. And then I actually had coffee too. And then I've had it for like three days because I hadn't drinking coffee in like two months because I don't ever want to be dependent on things. Like I don't want to ever be dependent on caffeine or sugar or alcohol or like 
when I was younger, I was into drugs. I was never really like a dependent drug addict, but I definitely would recreationally with friends like do drugs. And I just have seen it destroy so many lives. And I am working on being a recovering control freak. Like that's something. And I know that control is a way of coping with everyday anxiety for me and for many women and mamas. And I just want to be in control of my own shit. Like I want to be in the driver's seat. I don't want all of these substances to be guiding my life. Cause even that sugar last night, like that sugar was guiding me. And even today, I feel like a lot of this too is my body's way of like saying, okay, you need to eat some more food. Like you're about to get your period and deplete a lot of blood. So you need to eat Shelly. And so, you know what? I've been listening, but in a mindful way, because right, if we're eating fast food and they put all of these like yucky chemicals and ingredients inside of the fast food that actually make us crave and want more, like even post, like I think it's something crazy, like in the French fries that in fast food French fries, there is, I'm sure it's MSG, monosodium glutamate, which is, you can do your own research on MSG, read about it and your own research about fast food, but the chemicals and all the additives and all of the toxins that are in the foods are not healthy for us. And that these chemicals in the food are actually making us crave to have more of these unhealthy foods. So it's not just like this quick little fix. Ooh, I'll just have it once. And then, Ooh, I'll have it twice or three or four times. And it's fast food because it's fast and it's quick. And I know that I've learned during this cleanse to be grateful for my food and that it takes time to make food. And we have to make our food a priority because our food is a direct reflection of our health. And if our health is feeling poor and we're low energy and we're sluggish, like, yes, it can be a many environmental pollutants and other factors with mental, emotional, physical health. Also though, it's like, our awakening begins when we are aware of what we are consuming, what we are putting into our body, how much water and what kind of water. If we have clean water that's purified, or if we are drinking tap water that is filled with fluoride, which is so immune compromising and also is covering up our pineal, pineal gland, which is this space of our intuition like that if it resonates gut instinct or just that inner knowingness when you just know, it's like, you don't know until you know. And then when you know, you know, and you can't even describe that to anyone. And so it's all of these different factors of just bringing that awareness, bringing our awakening to what we are putting into our sacred vessel, our body, our body, our mind, and our spirit. And it goes for our mental and emotional health too, my beautiful sisters. It's like, A lot of us choose, like my nephew has been, he's 14 and he just wants to be on YouTube and play video games all fucking day long. And it drives me crazy. And I see my sister has such a good point. Like she does not want to micromanage him. She wants him to be able to, like he's 14. He really only has four more years at home, but he's almost 15 and she wants him to be able to do his things. But also it just shows like that media is dominating and that's all he wants to do. So my boys are here and that's all they're wanting to do. And my friend I'm staying at her house has a Wii console and the boys just keep sneaking downstairs and playing video games. And this is why I have not gotten video games in my house because I know it is like a drug. It's like that dopamine hit like that. And I know even like a lot of kids, my other sister has a son and she has an Xbox and he doesn't even care about the Xbox except for when his cousins are over and he has a lot of self-control, but that's not the case for most kids. 
And it's just like that awareness of like what we're putting in our minds. Like if our mind is constantly being filled with media and like the scariness of the news and social media feeds, like I can't even say this enough. I even notice it in myself. I am posting for my podcast or just sharing with my online community. And then you get sucked in the rabbit hole. Even my sister Jenny was telling me I never get on Facebook. And then I got on there and I was like reading about some girl I went to high school with. I didn't even care about. And I had to be like, what, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? So in those moments, like this is our awakening. My sisters is bring your awareness to what you're putting in your sacred mind. What are you putting into the bank of your mind? I wrote it in my book, Awaken You, this beautiful chapter and this whole section on your the bank of your mind. Like notice how many deposits are you putting into the bank of your mind? How many withdrawals, negative withdrawals, like how much gross, toxic social media or toxic news. And like the news is only going to feed you what they want to feed you. Like you can look and find whatever it is that you want to find. And mostly like I know for me, I had to cut the news out. And yes, I want to be current and hear about events. And I will like do my research very selectively on very specific sites, but I'm not just going to let my mind be filled full of news casters thoughts or whatever their producers thoughts are, because this is my freaking mind. And even I noticed that my, my thoughts have been a lot like very turbulent and I do a lot of work with affirmations, but I didn't write my affirmations for three days. And for me, not writing my affirmations for three days, it makes me do even more work. So then I have to come back. And this is really helpful is that I write my affirmations inspired from Bob Proctor. I'm so happy and grateful now that, and I'm like my manifesting like I do my gratefuls when I'm actually like grateful for my kids, my husband, my abundance, my money, my health, all those things. And then what I'm working towards manifesting, I'm so happy and grateful. Now that in the positive present tense, I'm writing it. I imagine it. I feel it. I see it. And I actually made a mind movie inspired from Natalie. I think it's Ludwig, Ludwig. And I actually had heard of her but didn't really know her that well. And she was one of the presenters at the women's retreat that I went to. And oddly enough, she was one of the only presenters that I did not connect with. And then I found out how famous she was and all these things. And I didn't let any of that get to me because I felt like in a way that this woman who I'd heard has done all this work with Joe Dispenza and even on my sister's health care, health coaching, training and stuff. I had a really hard time connecting with her energy. She's very masculine energy, but she's the creator of mind movies. And many moons ago, I created my first mind movie about like five years ago. And I created one for my soul sister, who was the creator of the Becoming Fierce retreat, Stephanie James, who also is a producer, a movie. I don't know if they call her a movie producer, creator. I was also in her last documentary, which was, I think it was called the sparks that become us or, ah, I wish I remembered. I'm like, I know what it is. It's all based on the spark, a wind sparks ignite. That's what it was. And she is very connected to this Natalie woman. It's like all has all these like amazing, great things to say about her. And I'm such a loving and open person. And I really had a hard time connecting with her energy. It felt really uh, like a mask or a veil was in front of her. 
And I appreciate her work so much and I send her so much love and I know that she's doing the best that she can in the field that she's doing. I just sometimes struggle with people who are in these high hierarchy spaces where they have 5 million followers or whatnot and then you meet them in real life and it's hard to connect with because I feel like part of my journey and the work that I do with women and people is to connect and meet people like on a heart level. And if you haven't listened, I wrote or spoke that whole episode on protecting your energy, like your life depends on it. And this is different. Like there's a difference between protecting your energy, like your life depends on it because it does. And, and then meeting people exactly where they are, because sometimes we do like we can meet people, meet people where they are, like be on their same plane, but we don't have to drop our energy. We can hold our frequency. And maybe that's part of her thing that she does. And she holds her energy so high. And maybe I was just in a space where I couldn't, I couldn't meet her where she was, but you know what? I really feel like I needed her energy and to feel that resistance to a powerful woman and to feel her energy and to also give her so much gratitude for showing up and doing the work that she is doing because I made myself a mind movie, which I think that you can just find on mindmovie.com. I think that what, yeah, is her website and it's just images it's like a dream board, but a movie. And you find a song that connects and feels like you can feel joy and happiness and amazingness. And I picked this beautiful song that was actually from that women's retreat called follow the sun by Xavier. Um, is it wood or wolf? I never heard it. And it's like, follow, follow the sun, set your intentions. Da, 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 da beautiful. And it just makes me feel all the feelings because we listened to that after we did the shamanic beautiful journey and like set our intentions in a clear crystal quartz and buried it in this beautiful mama tree. And, uh, I picked all of these images for my mind movie of what I want in my life. I started first all that I'm grateful for. So pictures of my kiddos and I actually have, I'm trying to think of the app it's called InShot, and I use it to, create all of my YouTube videos. And I think I pay, I don't know, probably $4.99 to $9.99 a month for it. And I picked all of these images of my kids that make me feel so much love. And then all the affirmations, like I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for joy. I'm grateful for my dogs. I'm grateful that I connect like all things too. And then things I want to work on. And then I had these pictures and this music. And then you can also like sync the pictures in like how they transition. And I love these like bubbly orbs and they'll transition. So it's like soft and gentle transitions. And I mean, it takes a long time. Like it takes hours because you have to find the exact pictures that you want. And then for me, I'm working on manifesting like my online business and creating that without allowing overwhelm to dominate. And also I'm creating now a woman's retreat with my sister and some soul sisters I met, which I'm really excited about because I haven't led a woman's retreat in three years. And I know it's one of my callings and then my healing center, of course. So I found all of these pictures of, of what I want. Like I can see it in my mind 
And I'm just, I was looking online and of course it's not exactly what I'm imagining, but like pictures of a labyrinth and beautiful yoga retreat spaces and beautiful front desks and treatment rooms, healing rooms. I found all these images that were in alignment with kind of like the vibration or the frequency that I'm putting out there about my healing center and really positive thoughts about my healing center. And that's a whole section of my mind movie. And then I also had this dream to manifest on the same property about maybe my, my magical number is 11, but originally it was nine acres of land. And then a few acres past my healing center, I want my home set in nature and have about four to five acres for my family. And I found this beautiful home in Estes park, like nestled in the woods that actually has nine acres. It's fucking beautiful. And just this gorgeous home with like, kind of like that mountainy vibe, but not too rustic. I'm not like such a rustic vibe. I want like my own style on it. Like not like everything bears and mooses and antlers hanging from my chandeliers. But like, I love like wood and I love when there's wood on the ceilings and thick wooden beams and open, beautiful windows. And I found this house that's actually for sale and that's there. And I have all my affirmations and all the things and then things I'm working on with my husband, like pictures of my husband and I, when we were feeling so in love and so happy and we were both really fit and especially he was like really in shape and feeling so good about himself and like my affirmations that I'm so happy and grateful. Rex and I communicate every day. We, uh, we openly love and support and honor each other. We have soul connecting orgasmic sex and like all of the things that I'm working on, it's on this mind movie and it's awesome. And I think it's seven minutes, which I'm like, you know what? I have seven minutes twice a day to create the life that I want. And so if you can imagine that, so then it's a clip, like all these little clips and usually the pictures are no longer than five seconds and you can put video on there too. But this one, I didn't put video. It's just like kind of like a continuous stretch of these five second clips. But some of them I did lengthen like 10, 15 seconds if it has a really long affirmation. And then like the whole part of manifesting, my sisters, if you're new to manifesting or you're manifesting, isn't working. If you're feeling like, God, this manifesting stuff sucks. Well, you have to think of it. Like I actually just rewatched The Secret. I haven't watched it in many years. And I know that there's a lot of spiritual people out there saying that The Secret is like a kindergarten approach to manifesting. Well, that's fine. We need a beginner's mindset on everything. The thoughts that we are putting towards things, the energy that we are putting out, we are like these vibrational fields. So if you are like, oh my gosh, I want this. Like, I'm so grateful to manifest the house of my dreams. And then you're thinking that, thinking that, feeling so good in that moment. And then five minutes later, you look at your bank account and think, I can't afford this. We never could. I'm never going to. You're putting that frequency out. So anything you worked at sending out into the universe, you are bringing back down. Same with your bank account. If you are working at abundance and prosperity and you are thinking of, I love money, money loves me. I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me and increasing mass quantities from multiple sources continuously. Thank you, Bob Proctor, for that beautiful affirmation. And you look at your bank account, you go to pay your bills and you are feeling guilty or like, oh my gosh, there's not enough. I'm going to bounce a check. All of those thoughts are also manifesting and you're sending out. So what you're putting out comes back to us right? That is quantum physics. That's physics. It is like, we are all these vibrational beings sending out frequencies. And I loved this imagery in the secret. They obviously use like special effects, but 
they were talking about this law of manifestation and we're sitting here and it actually created this kind of like vibrational ripple effect from us with our thoughts and then them coming back if that resonates or you could like imagine like water splashing out and then coming back and knowing that if you want something no matter what is actually happening, that you can manifest it no matter what, but you have to tie in how you're feeling. And that's why it's great with these mind movies is if you find a song that makes you feel so good and so much love and so much joy and just like, this is it. Those songs, like pay attention to those and play those when you are listening to your affirmations or create your own mind movie or go on to Natalie's mindmovie.com. And I think she said they're anywhere between 99 to 150 to use her technology. Or if you're like me and just a creative person in general and like can figure anything out, most of us can, you can make your own mind movie for like $4.99 a month. So you can do all of the things. And the mind movie is nice because like we are such quick paced, like fast people. And I've had vision boards and dream boards for many years. And I have But this year, I just haven't really felt called to recreate my dream board. I've been like, I keep, I can see it in my mind and I keep seeing in my mind, but what is it? July. And I just haven't felt the calling to make a new dream board, but here comes my mind movie. And this is like technology shooting us into 2022. Like this is where we are. And knowing that anything is possible, that there is nothing that is impossible. And the only thing that is impossible, my sisters, is that which you deem impossible, which is those self-limiting beliefs that are holding us back. And knowing that it's okay, we all have them. And this is our awakening again, is noticing them and realigning and countering back when we're having that self-sabotage, that inner critic. Like I was just chatting with my brother-in-law and he's been like doing this really regimented workout. And like his goal is to gain 25 pounds of solid muscle. And he's like carving up and doing all these specific things. And it was so awesome because he was being so vulnerable in front of my sister and I a few days ago and saying that I woke up in all I could think about was how fat I am and that it's not working and that I need to just stop. And it's only been two and a half weeks. And it was so beautiful as a man that he allowed that vulnerability that he felt safe enough to share in front of me and my sister. And I always have like things to say. I'm really working on listening to people. The part of me inside that always is just like, has so many tools to give. I just was like, encouraging him. Like, that's so amazing that you allowed yourself to acknowledge that. And I know for me, when I have those self-crushing beliefs that I either, I reach for my gratitude journal and what I'm grateful for. And then I counter that shit with action because action combats the thinking thoughts. Like, okay, well, you're going to say that. Well, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you what I can do. And I'm going to show up for myself. And even like with me and this cleanse, like, this part of me was like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. This is awesome. And this other part of me was like, no, I'm doing this for my health. I'm resetting my health and I'm creating a healthy gut, a healthy gut health, a healthy mind health. Like I'm resetting. And I think I melted like four pounds. And as Louise Hay says, spiritually, when we are holding on to weight, like that's our body's comfort and safety and our body needs that. And that's okay. And as women, the older we get, our body processes and holds and stores fat and cellulite in different places. And knowing that, right, our intentionality. And I know for me too, it's like, I heard this actually from Pauline when, um, in that women's retreat that I went to, she's the spiritual entrepreneur, amazing shaman goddess. 
And she was saying how she used to always focus on having a strong, fit, tight, tight body, right? I think all of us do like early in our 20s and even early 30s. But my morals have changed because now I want a full belly breath, like pressing out that belly. Like my, my soft belly is more important where I can breathe and I don't hold stress and overwhelm on my body image where I'm softer at myself. And I wear clothes that allow me to express who I am and don't have to feel like I have to suck and squeeze and tuck and lift all of these parts of myself that it's okay as women to age. It's okay to get some dimples and cellulites. Like it is okay to be in your body as long as you are making that conscious or these conscious choices of what we're eating, how we're moving, what we're putting into our mind. And movement, my sisters, is so essential. And I've had this huge awakening on movement as I've been staying down here with my sister. And she goes for these like hour long walks. And I always thought like, that's kind of a little overkill. And I, I only have practiced yoga once since I've been down here in three, four days. And we've been going for these beautiful long walks that have been so amazing and just a way to connect with nature and the sun and to be outside. And it's like, when did we as humans decide we didn't have time to walk and move our bodies and connect with other people? When, when did that happen? And why is that okay? It's not. I'm like all of these things. And this is our awakening. My sisters is all of these pieces, all of these awareness. It's just showing up and knowing that we're not always going to have the awareness because yeah, Sometimes that overwhelm, that anxiety is going to come. But as long as we don't identify it with it, if we don't hold on, we can allow these beautiful vessels of our bodies like to show up, to show up and fully be here exactly where we are. My beautiful sisters and soul friends, I can hear the puppies yipping for me. I need to go down there and take care of them. But I'm so grateful for you. I love you. And I really hope for your self-care practice today that you can give yourself permission to bring that awakening to yourself, to your emotions, to your relationships, to your food, to your movement, wherever it needs. And it doesn't have to be everything at once. It's baby steps. One thing. So maybe pick an aspect of your life that you want to work at awakening, awakening that you want to work on. Like, where are you struggling the most? Is it your emotional health? Is it your physical food health? One of those spaces, this is where you start bringing awareness to what you're consuming, what you're putting into the eye of your mind, what you're putting into your sacred vessel. And knowing that there's no guilt or shame or judgment or blame here. We start today here, my sisters, as we are. Here and now is where our awakening begins. We bring our awareness to ourselves and we guide with our love for ourselves. We guide with inner compassion. We guide with gratitude and we allow joy in. We allow joy into our daily lives by reflecting on the sky by seeing the trees, by noticing and acknowledging the flowers or the beauty in a handshake or a hug or a smile or just seeing someone, but really seeing them as if it was for the first time. I'm so grateful for you, sisters. Please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a review. It means the universe to me. And you can find my book, Awaken You, Shelley Bond on Amazon, available now in paperback. And please, you can check out free 
online yoga classes and all sorts of inspired, amazing healing on Awaken You Healing Center with Shelly on YouTube. And you can check me out on Facebook, Shelly Bond, and Instagram if you haven't already under Awaken You Shelly Bond. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. And I will be back here hanging out with you next week. I love you, my beautiful sisters. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself compassion because you have all of the love that you are seeking. It's already here. It's already within you right now. I love you.